everybody. Welcome to Political Football for Week 5. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm here with Scott and Klee. We are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. And uh, Week 5 was not great, not great for the refs uh, around the NFL, not great for the Detroit Lions, but it was great for the Jets. I'm going to start with you, Cleve. How are you doing today? Doing good. I mean, albeit that it was the not the greatest um, – team on the field for the Dolphins, but a win is a win. Yeah, no, you'll take it. Scott, how are you doing? Uh, I wish I was a Jets fan right now. <laughs> oh, I like man. some of their players. I really do. No, this, yeah, you know, no, we'll the Lions get... thing is weird, man. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's being Lions fans. Like, you know, you're going to get kicked in the balls regularly. You just are. Yeah, absolutely. I almost so last week my name on screen for those uh who watched on YouTube last week. If you're listening live, this is a YouTube show. Link in the show notes below. Go subscribe, like all that stuff helps us out. Um, was fire Aaron Glenn in all caps. This week I had it as hire Matt Patricia, but I just couldn't I I, I could I couldn't wow. leave it. Like in case somebody like screenshot it. Right, and the one day Megan's running for like president or something, and they're like, "No, this guy thought you should hire Matt Patricia." You know, scandal. I think, I think so. you're not there. I think you're not there yet. You guys aren't there yet. <laughs> oh no, um, we're they're way past the point where we can say that we don't want any part of Matt Patricia. We're we're <laughs> long past that. Yeah, well, we got 29 parts of Matt Patricia this weekend, and that was not fun. So let's uh let's go ahead and get into the games from this past week now. Cleve, do you remember all the way back to last Thursday night in the Colts Broncos game? 12 to 9, no offense, all field goals. Yeah. Just absolutely terrible. This was one of the absolute worst football games I've ever seen. That's saying a lot. You've seen a lot of football games. I have. And I watched a lot of uh Brady Hulk football. <laughs> this is one of the worst yeah. football games I've ever seen. I've ever seen in my life. And it's funny because this game was low scoring, and the Sunday night game between Cincinnati and Baltimore was also low low scoring, but they were completely different in terms of quality mm-hmm. of, of watching. This game was terrible. I don't even want to talk about this game, really, besides to say that Jonathan Taylor didn't play, so maybe the Colts have some hope. And then, uh, Cleve, if, like, is Hackett firmly on the chopping block now for one year? Could he be a one-and-done after mm-hmm. this? I would say so. I mean, <clears throat> you hired – um, so, I mean, you guys heard the presser, and if you didn't, if if a head coach says we got the go ahead, it's like Trump saying, "I talked to the president of the Virgin Islands." Isn't that Tim Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> you you remember? <laughs> Who you cares? The, pre- the president <laughs> of the Virgin Islands is Donald. Well, was Donald Trump at the time? He, you're the president oh. of the Virgin Islands. <laughs> he was like, "I spoke yeah. to the president of the Virgin Islands." Everyone's like, "What?" No, no, you look in the mirror. It's a fucking territory. <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like he said, we yeah, I saw that spot here. We have we got the go ahead. We got the go ahead. Dude, yeah. he's over his head. Every week I've been saying this, Scott and I've been saying he's over his head. I think yeah, I think um I think you were right, Dave, when you said that the currency was Aaron Rodgers. Like he he probably had that tied to him and it didn't happen. Well, so I want to be fair. That was Scott's. That was Scott's take. I said that. Yeah. Yep. So we're it good. didn't happen. A, and hey, we're a unit, fellas. Whatever we all say, and that that's genius and brilliant. We can all, you know. <laughs> Did you hear that? Everything I say, you can attribute to Scott. All so, right. 
So Dave, what do you? So I know we don't want to spend much on this game. Do you? Do you think Russ is past the point now? Like, do you think? I wouldn't say washed. This is a little, little bit harsh, but do you think that he's not a fit there, or maybe it is the coaching is that bad? But he's such a go along guy, such a yes guy. Like, I can't, I can't see why he hasn't gone rogue yet. Like, he's still like hit the I believe button. I think he's banged up. I think so too. A lot of tread yeah. on those guys. I, I said that last week. I was like, there's a lot of tread on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he's taking hits like crazy. Um, but the offense is broken. And you know, I think a lot of times when you have broken offenses, quarterback, I mean, quarterbacks are gonna look terrible because they touch the ball every play, right? If Jerry Judy is broken most of the time, we'll have no idea. We don't watch the all 22. I mean, Scott might, but we don't watch the all 22, like we don't see that sort of thing. So, you know, I think quarterbacks and bad offenses look broken all the time. And this offense is clearly broken. So I think there's a there's a greater chance that that's the case than that Russ is completely washed. However, there is a chance that Russ was never or hasn't been that great in a long time. Is it is it possible that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf made him the, the last, say, two, three years? Well, since they're about to give Geno Smith a retroactive Heisman Trophy, yeah, I would say there's a chance <laughs> that uh, uh, those wide the- receivers made him. But Russ was really good when he was throwing to Doug Baldwin as well. So yeah. he was at least good at some point, but it's possible he was being propped up by these uh, world-class wide receivers for the last couple yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. And a great running game. And a great running game, uh, which they could have in Denver if they weren't broken, even without Javante Williams. They could finagle that somehow if they wanted to. All right. Well, losing Garrett Bowles is a – I know you didn't want to talk about this, but Garrett Bowles, <laughs> the injury to Garrett Bowles is just – I got all night. I know, I know, I know. The, the, I know. Gear, <laughs> Clean gave me a look like, shut up. No, no. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> no, it's it's like we're making we're, – we're trying to comment and find something on a game that was like, if you had tickets to that game, God bless you for sitting yeah. through that fucking bullshit. Yeah, God yeah. God bless you for that. Yeah, no, I agree, Scott, that Garrett Bowles being hurt is also bad for the Broncos. But him being healthy was still bad for the Broncos. Like it didn't matter, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, it doesn't help. But it's not like if you magically got a repair knee tomorrow, we'd be like, oh, problem solved. Yeah, so, good to go. Yeah. Yep. All right, next game here, we're going to London. Speaking of being worldwide, I did want to let you guys know that we have now officially gone worldwide. Our last two episodes, we've got Canadians, Austrians, United Kingdom, and Malawi. And South Africa. Wow. Downloads from all those places. So Shout out. Um, now, how many of them wow. see football, think it's soccer, and then immediately turn us off? I don't know. But <laughs> um, it's important to note that, you know, we are picking up uh, folks all around the world. So if you're anybody else international, why know about American football? Welcome. We are uh, international, international friendly here. Um, Cleve especially. So um, speaking of Cleve's favorite place, the United Kingdom – Hosted uh hosted uh a game this weekend. The Giants 27 at the Packers 22. Uh Scott, I am not fully convinced that the Bucks are fraudulent, as I've been saying. I think they're leaning that way, but the Packers are definitely frauds. <laughs> yeah, true. Fair. Um, Cleve, Green Bay has no firepower on the outside. 
aside from Randall Cobb, or I should say, can you name a wide receiver on Green Bay who is under 35 years old? It's I can't I have nothing, bro. I have nothing. Yeah, I think I think Romeo Dobbs, uh, I'm sorry, on this show he's Romeo Dobbs, because you can't throw the Dobbs up, um, is going to be good, but he's still a fourth round rookie, and you can't replace Devontae Adams with a fourth round rookie. The running game can't do anything because nobody respects their their passing game. Their defense What's up with is Christian Watson. What's going on with him? Yeah, like he keeps getting hurt. He's a second round rookie who played like less college football than Trey Lance. Yes, and he, <laughs> and he can't catch. Like, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> so, like their offense is basically the Packers, but they have Aaron Rodgers instead. I mean, the Broncos, know, but they have Aaron Rodgers instead. The Packers should be on the phone right now with Carolina talking about DJ Moore. <sighs> That they just paid DJ Moore, so to trade him, the cap it's going to be huge for Carolina, right? They can't trade him yet. What are they getting for him? But like they they have like a like a whole bunch of dead money. They just resigned him last offseason. His his do they, and like are they re, if they're do they care if they're in in kind of burn it down mode? Do you really care? Oh man, I don't know if I burn. I think more so you build around. I'd much rather be more think about shipping off McCaffrey, although that's to Green Bay, but something like that. Oh, well, it's going to be a do fire, both. It's going to be a fire sale for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can do both for sure. Just think about that fit though with with Rogers and Moore. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about it. I'm a Lions fan, but yeah, yeah. I think it would be, I think yeah. it would be fantastic. Um, uh, Cleve, we have a still in the league for you. Mercedes Lewis touchdown. <laughs> did he go You're to kidding. UCLA? You're kidding. He he's, still, he's still in the league? Yes, he is. Uh, Mercedes Lewis Holy shit. is the first ever player drafted in the first round to catch a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. Ever. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's yes. Insane. He has thrown a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> Not, just not even back into dudes. one Damn. by uh by accident. I'm trying to think, Scott, the year that Mercedes Lewis was drafted, I believe that's the Mario Williams, Reggie Bush, the 05 year, Tom Bahali. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the Yeah. So we're talking time. like two years before Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and Revis. Damn. And he's a receiver. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, well, no, he's an offensive tackle that can run a little bit. So every so often he catches a touchdown and reminds that he's still in the league. Last note on this game, Cleve, the Giants are four and one. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's we amazing. live in a world right now that they're four and one and the Packers and the Jets have the same record. Yeah. Yeah, the Giants are four and one. Scott, would you bet the Giants to make the playoffs right now? No. No. <laughs> no, I, um, I mean, they are not getting a, a bunch from uh, like Kayvon Thibodeau, who's, you know, I know he's injured and that kind of stuff, but it's not like he stepped in and, and is a premier pass rusher. Uh, I don't know what you're getting from Evan Neal, but it just seems like, um, I don't know. You tell me who their weapons are on offense. Saquon. And? Barkley. Rook- and Dan <laughs> Barkley and Dan Bell and, and rookie tight end Dan Bellinger. And that's kind of it. 
you know, and I, I'm not a Daniel Jones believer, but I will tell you that Daniel Jones could command a little bit of activity if the Giants wanted to move away from him because I think he is, he's, he's a little he's bit a good of a backup. It's good. He he's is. He's the quarterback. Yeah. And it's, he reminds me a little bit of uh, what Tannehill was coming away from Miami. It's just that Jones is a little more Tannehill on Coke and steroids kind of thing. Just a bigger, faster, bigger armed version of that. Um, can you ever get it dialed in? I don't know. But Coke, Coke and steroids. We're not talking about the Georgia Senate race. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> That's the swag bag to give away, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and plan B. Um, all right. Uh, next game here, we've got the Lions nothing at the Patriots 29. Next game. chart. No, I'm kidding. Um. So, Cleve, you were trying to give us grief offline about the Lions getting crushed in this game, and I pointed out that, like, 85% of the handle came in on the Patriots' money line in this game. Everybody was on this being a bad spot for the Lions. Everybody was on the Patriots winning this game. Scott, that does not excuse 29 to nothing, does it, against Bailey Zappi? No, but, I mean, so I do a preview of uh, somewhere else, and it was like, midstream of talking about what was going to happen in this game, potentially on defense. I had the epiphany of Bailey Zappi is going to light them up, isn't he? And I verbalized it. Like I can feel it. It's happening. Bailey Zappi is going to have a really good game because the lions are not equipped to stop him. And then injuries and injury after another injury in that secondary. Um, That was a weird game. It seemed like, that's the first game I can remember with the Lions and Dan Campbell where I felt like some of these guys don't look like they want to be on the field for him today. First time. And I could be completely off my rocker on that one. It just didn't have the same sort of tone as the other games did. Um, And were they 0 for 6 on fourth downs uh, trying? I I don't know. I watch Red Zone, so I never saw them. I think they were 0 for 6 going for it on fourth down. That's that's not true. I did see them on red zone when Jared Goff fumbled and it was a scoop and score for the Patriots. <laughs> the Lions offense yeah. did pop up then. Yeah, like I mean, what are we doing? And this was uh this was a little bit of what Goff looks like when he's rattled. Now, a little bit of context and history is um at some point in the future, I'd love to have a conversation with, with Bill Belichick when he's way done with the NFL about what he did to Jared Goff because he just – he confuses Jared Goff like crazy. Um, I think what they do is they drop a second-level player like a linebacker off the line of scrimmage and they drop him deep into passing lanes, and his job is to read passing lanes. And for Goff, that means just staring – you know. That means reading the eyes of the quarterback, and uh, it just confuses Goff. So Goff looked happy feet, looked uncomfortable, and at times the way he looked last year, which was horrific. So you I, go from – go ahead. I was going to say I appreciate that well-thought-out, good football breakdown of Jared Goff. Um, I wrote down Jared Goof is ass. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Although I do appreciate the the the, uh, the level of detail and and exactly how ass he is in um uh, not being able to know where to throw the ball after six years in the NFL. 
Yeah, but some of it's uh, what is it? What is it that Belichick's doing with their with their defense? Because it's not like they're dropping off somebody from their from their defensive line. It just they're they're doing something to confuse Goff and to make it. I think I think what it is is this, and then and then I'll stop talking because I know we need to move on. But I think they're they're taking away the middle of the field by dropping an extra defender into the middle of the field, which is making him look uncomfortable. And they're giving him like hole shots in on the boundary and daring him to take those chances. And Goff won't do it because he knows he can't make those throws. And that's what it looks like watching it to me. Like they are taking away all the easy stuff and all the things that he wants to do and saying, if you can layer this throw between, you know, over corner in front of safety into this window on the boundary, good luck. Congratulations. Great throw. We don't think you can do it. And he's not even trying to. Because he knows he can't. That's what it looks like. I feel like if if Jared Goff played for the Patriots and Bailey Zappi played for the Lions, this game would have been like twenty-one to ten. Still of the Patriots, but like I feel like it would have been a lot better for the Lions. That's just sort of yeah. how I'm feeling about about Goff right now. That I mean, he's going to have more big games going forward back in the dome with his, all of his weapons and all that. Like he's going to put up numbers a yeah. few times, but he sucks. Um, the, yes. The, my only take on this was a couple of things and we, we got to give uh, Zappy his, his flowers uh, for, for two weeks in a row, whether he's a game manager, whether he's coachable, whether he listens or he just plays safe. Um, I looked up his college numbers, unbelievable numbers, but yes. again, yeah. yeah. So when, um, when we talk about measurables, I know Dave, you love the six, you know, six foot eight, 225 pound stud. This kid comes thin. in. Yeah, this kid comes in <laughs> third, third stringer. Didn't think he wasn't even going to play this year. And the guy's helping himself out. You know, I love a guy can help himself. Pause. But you're not going to, you know, he he's uh he took Rodgers to overtime, you know, dueling out, you know, one week in the next week. And again, the Lions are the Lions in, in all fairness. But again, that's another NFL team. He's a number three playing against number ones for the most part, and he he did what he exactly was supposed to do to win yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, you guys just didn't show up. You know what? It happens. Everyone gets blanked. But man, I mean, I I didn't know what the score was. I, I thought that was the Jets score because I was in class, and then Maddie <laughs> Ice texts me, and then I was like, Jesus Christ, I gotta I gotta hit Dave up because he's probably on suicide watch. Like, I'm thinking I'm thinking you tore you tore the apartment up like you're. You're in the window getting ready to jump. I'm like, what's no, going I on? had no, 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 no. I'm not an idiot. I had 20 on the Patriots money line. It was, it was profitable. I, uh, he knew, yeah. he knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. We all, yeah. we all knew what was coming. It's just, yeah. I didn't have him 29 to nothing on the alternate line, you know, exact score, but, uh, yeah, I had the Patriots to win the game. So that was, that was okay. Also, you have to have a much thicker skin to be a Lions fan than being upset because this is the Patriots 29 to nothing on the road. That ain't. That's nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of teams, you need to be a thick skin to uh, to be a fan of, and also um, uh, a, some cognitive dissonance. Uh, Browns twenty eight hosting the Chargers, who scored thirty points. The Chargers win the game. A um, couple notes here. The first is that Nick Chubb is the best pure runner in the NFL. Yes, like he just ball in his hands. Running back position, best pure runner, 17 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns, and he is phenomenal. The second thing, Cleve, uh, and for anybody else out there who wants to play like best ball and stuff next year, 
Austin Eckler had a home run, 75-yard touchdown in this game, broke through up the middle, sprint to the end zone, got run down by three different Cleveland defensive backs. Um, and like when he was at the 35-yard line, there was nobody else in the frame, and then three different defensive backs ran him down. I am not drafting Austin Eckler at what his cost is going to be next year because of that. It started. That's it. Like it's easy to see with Zeke and Eckler is still very good, but but he's going to be too expensive next year given uh that three different dudes running him down, right? Yeah. So, I noticed I noticed that in this game. Khalid, what did you notice about this game? Nothing at the end stick out, no game theory decisions. The Chargers should have beat the shit out of him. That this game was so close. 30 to 28. We got a uh, chat question here from Paul. He says, who's the last NFL back who was clearly a better runner than Nick Chubb? Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, runner than Chubb. Um, prime Derrick Henry, but it's close. I don't know if he was a better runner than, than Yeah, I don't Chubb. either. I think, I, I think he's just bigger and, and more violent the way he ran. Yeah, he doesn't have the same vision, though. He doesn't have the same vision. Uh, Chubb's contact balance is like off the charts. Good. So hard to tackle. Um, He's both quick and fast. He's big. Ben's out here suggesting fullbacks and Jerome Bettis. What, Mike Allstott was busy? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Raffman didn't want any of that? Oh, I got it. There's been a lot of good runners. Who? Moose Johnston. This is her name of fullbacks. The uh, the old Dallas dude is that who that was? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't didn't know. He ha- didn't he have an awful January six take two? I maybe I'm making that up. Allegedly, I don't know. I <laughs> thought he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, or is it a rally? So who knows? Whatever. Allegedly. Um, no. I mean, for so Chubb, for Chubb right now, he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Yes. Period. Yes. Um, Dalvin Cook is really good but he's a clear second place to me it's just a pure runner yeah i mean and his thing is i'm gonna i'm gonna read and 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 go i'm gonna find myself in the wrong hole multiple times in this game and that's gonna hurt us but in the one in the one or two times that i do do that where the defense doesn't expect me to be there i'm taking it for a long run kind of thing yeah i don't think he i do not think he has great vision i do so, I, I mean, I, I think he's just a little bit more uh, wanting to play outside the structure of, of the way plays are blocked for him. Yep. Sometimes it works. I mean, when you're that athletic and when you can run the way he does, it works. It's I mean, okay. I mean, are you are you guys talking wiggle or second gear? All of it. Stop. Yeah. Jump, jump cuts. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys. Jump cuts, second gear, um, vision, as, as Scott said. There's a few things. So, um, yeah, I just think in general, like all things considered, I mean, you know, best juke moves or whatever, it's probably not Chubb, but his balance makes up for that. Like when he yeah. gets, when he gets hip checked. So, uh, Jake, Jake has showed up, he's logged on. He's already talking shit to Cleve, but just is about to get to defending his chargers head coach here. This um, is the whole thing for tonight. This is it. Yes. Yes. So here we go. <laughs> Cleve, I have a question for you. You're the head coach of an NFL team, okay? It's the fourth quarter, under two minutes to go. The other team has no timeouts. 
you are winning 30 to 28. You're up by two points. You have a fourth and two at your own 46-yard line. Do you go for it? And, of course, if you make it, you win the game. You're on the clock. If you don't make it, they get the ball right there. They only need a field goal to win. Or do you punt the ball away? I think I would punt to make the stop. Scott, before this happened, what would you have done? I would have gone for it and been very comfortable going for it. Yeah, so in real time, so this the Chargers actually did this, Cleve. This is what Brandon Staley did. So they went for it. They didn't make it, and Cleveland ended up missing the, the potential game-winning field goal. And when it happened, I was like, even for me, that's pretty aggressive. And, like, my Madden sliders on aggression are all the way up. I mean, to 99. And I'm like, that's a little, for me, that's even too aggressive. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's a close decision. But I'm like, well, then contextually, like, Jacoby Brissett going 80 yards or something, no timeouts. Like, you'd rather just take that chance instead. However, it's actually not a close decision at all. Going for it was worth 11 and a half points of winning percentage. Eat 11 and a half. There's only 100. And it yeah, was but worth- because going for it meant you got 100%. You yes, were en- you- you're ending the game. Right. Right. If, if When you make it, you win the game. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, 11 and a half percent increase in winning percentage. This is not even like somewhat of a decision. This is one of the most absolute easy decisions there is but the thing is i was surprised to learn that so even for me where i'm very aggressive in these situations it was just so counterintuitive so for like emmanuel's in the in the uh uh chat he said punt cleve said punt in real time i thought punt as well it wasn't even close staley was 100 right in what he decided to do so of course on espn the next morning everybody's clowning him for going for it, but it was absolutely the uh, the right thing well, to do. Well, the reason I said punt is because they have no timeouts. So if you could pin them, if you could pin them deep, and and make a play, make a stop, you know. But but it turns out that the fact they have no timeouts is more of a reason to go for it because it means once you get the first down, the game is over. Yeah, but it's right. it's it's two yards, right? Which is, I mean, that's nothing technically, but when you need it, can it can that's it? it. It's a mile if you. Yeah, yeah. when you but, fucking yeah. need it. But that's it. But that's say it's 50-50. That means half the time you win immediately. The yeah, second it, when you go for it, half the time you just win so flat me, out. If it's fourth and one, fourth and inches, I I I would say go for it. Fourth and inches, quarterback sneak, whatever, fall on, fall forward. But two yards, they got no timeout. I, I'm pointing. I, I, but see, that's what I'm saying. My intuition was the same. Okay. But it's not like that. It is. Oh, oh this is like the metrics. This is the metrics yes, from all the. Yes. 11 and a half points winning percentage. It is absolutely wrong to punt there by a long shot. Like it's not even, there's not a context. There's not even a think about it sort of thing. And even I, as aggressive as I am, got it wrong at the time. Gotcha. So, Dave, don't you guys just think it's a bad idea ever to, to give the ball to the other offense if you don't have to? Kind of. You know I mean? I, like, I, why would you choose to do I, that? I, I, think I might if, be on team never punt. Yeah, if you if you have a superior defense, like if you trust your defense to make to make a stop, I could pin them deep, right? Get a coffin corner, pin them deep, and yeah. then make the stop. They got to punt the ball back, or maybe they try to convert. 
But none of that. You could have the 85 Bears defense and be up against the Lions this week. If you make the first down, the game is over. And like, yeah. there's no context that can overwhelm no, I, that I man. I mean, I mean, that's what makes it. That's what makes it what it is. Like, you're going right. for the win. Like, that's the right. that's yes. the objective is to win the game. Yes. Yes. And it's, um, and it's, yes. Some Thank of you, it's Herman. coaching. It's it's dictating the terms of how you're going to win or lose. It's showing your offense. It's showing your offense that you believe in them to get two yards enough that you would take that kind of a choice and be comfortable doing it. But you're also telling the defense that, hey, if we don't, I believe in you guys. Yeah, we're going to stop them anyway. So I think there's so many ways to look at that, both from a, you know, a psychological component of how you're of what you're doing as a coach and showing that your team that where your beliefs lie and, and then putting it in action. Uh, plus it being the absolute right analytical move. You know, yeah. to me, it was a no-brainer. But having those conversations is hard because, you know, um, those have been long, long-entrenched concepts. And if the Browns had made that fun. field goal? It, it, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yeah. wasn't there a year when uh, Ray Rice ran, like, it was like fourth and, like, forever, and they gave him the rock? It was like fourth and 17 or something like that, and he converted? Yes. Yeah, but, but he cheated because he took the elevator to the first down marker, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's oh. brutal. That's fucking brutal. Speaking was he, of brutal, was there company the, in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speaking of brutal, the next game here we've got the Texans thirteen at the Jaguars seven. Uh, <laughs> there was actually a couple things in this game that were interesting. So the first, Cleve still in the league. Marvin Jones seven catches for one hundred and four yards. No way. Yeah. No way. No way. How yep. are these guys getting work? I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence threw an awful interception at the end zone at the end of the first half, which ended up being probably the most key point in the game. That was terrible. Uh, the Jags, I've, I announced last week that the Jags were going to make the playoffs, and I hate to just go back on what I said a week later, but <laughs> losing as a 10-point home favorite to Houston is a bad loss even in a bad division. So you have to think that the Titans are probably the favorites now in that division. And this division is not going to get a wild card. I haven't quite given up on the Jags yet. And if they win their next game, I'll buy another, I'll get another Jags playoff ticket, but it doesn't look good. Cleve, did you see the Damian Pierce run in this game? No, I'll link you to it. Scott, did you see it? I did. Cleveland. What, what did you say when you saw it? <clears throat> Beast mode. So, I'm watching Red Zone, right? And, like, watching Red Zone is what I do. Omega was talking to me and, like, about something important. So, like, I'm talking to her as well. But, like, of course, I got Red Zone going in the background. I'm talking. I've got Red Zone. I'm talking whatever. And I see him break this run. She's in mid-sentence talking about whatever, just talking. And I just go, base mode! Base mode! And she's like, <laughs> what? Because, <laughs> like... He was just trucking dudes and spinning and throwing them. And so then I had to, like, explain what beast mode is and, like, why I'm shouting it when she's trying to talk to me about something um, at the TV. So, yeah, Cleve, I'll send you I'll send you a link to uh, okay. to the run. It was – he didn't score on the play. He, they ended up giving it to I really it to wish him he would one. have. He, he deserved he to. He, he deserved to. It was – How many tackles? Was it seven tackles? Wow. He broke at at least. At least. I think it broke one dude's tackle twice. He might have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, it was, very impressive. Yeah, but I, I, I don't remember what she was talking, but it was like, like she wasn't like, hey, what do you want for dinner? We were like in the in a conversation. <laughs> I just started shouting beast mode. 
Oh, didn't Trevor, didn't Trevor make an ill advised tackle? Like he could have probably blew his shoulder out. Trevor Lawrence, did he probably was probably like an interception or something? And he, yeah, the guy he, now? he's like yeah. 6 5, 240. He's the size of a linebacker. He can, he can hit somebody. He's probably gonna be okay. <laughs> he, he, he's, he, he's, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I like how. Former Florida head coach Dan Mullen refused to give the ball to Kadarius Tony and Damian Pierce. Now he's in the studio on ESPN, and these dudes are off in the uh, in the NFL. Like, man, give your best players the ball. Um, but it's funny, Dan Mullen would give the ball to Kyle Pitts, and now Arthur Smith won't. Um, but we'll get there. So yeah, Jags blew it. Texans got to win. Whatever, who cares? But beast mode. Next game: Falcons fifteen at the Bucks twenty-one. The Worst roughing the passer penalty until the Monday night game, which was actually worse. But this was <laughs> egregious. Egregious. I mean. It's the currency, bro. It's the, it's the seven chips, man. It's it's the Jordan rules. It's like. No, no, no. Because this isn't for Jordan rules or seven, seven championships. <laughs> this is because of Tua. And the hit he took where he got spun and, throw down, and thrown down. Grady Jarrett spun Brady and threw him down, but it was his natural motion, making a sack. It wasn't rough. He didn't land on him. He literally just tackled him to the ground. And then after the game, Jerome Boger, the ref, never good. We know the ref's name. Uh, Jerome Boger said, what I saw is that the quarterback was in the pocket, and the guy tackled him, and so I threw the flag. And quote, whatever, I'm paraphrasing, but it was a bad quote. So, Cleve, should roughing the passer be a penalty that can be reviewed and challenged? No. I agree. I, um, I, I, so I grew up like you guys. I grew up on 80s football, late 70s, 80s football. And a lot of those hits, man, landing on a guy. Yeah. It was, it was a bang, bang play. It was up. I mean, you're physics. We can't change the laws of physics. Like you're hitting someone. He didn't intentionally hurl himself to to land on him. It's he swung him around. One person's gonna be on top, one person's gonna be on bottom. They're tumbling down to the ground. Like that was a bullshit call. And I think it's because it was Tom Brady. And again, yeah. you're right. It was Tua because Tua was on Good Morning America, not on the show, but they were talking on on Good Morning America at one point that you know how how this looked. So yeah, there's probably like a meeting with the refs at some point, all the refs like, hey listen, if you see something close to something like this, call it. But then it's going to decide a game at some point. But I don't think in the, in the purity of football, I don't think it should be something that now we have to to go to the um, you know, go to the booth or whatever and like, all right, we're going to spend 3 minutes on this to find out, you know, that. I mean, we had is this a really ca- is this a catch football move? No football move. Is this running through a receiver like the Saints game a couple years ago? Is that egregious enough to be uh, a a PI or whatever? So yeah, I don't think it's I think it's football and we take our chances with it because you there's no play that's going to ever be the same. Scott. Yes. I have the question for you about the Atlanta Falcons because you have to spend your time looking at shitty football teams. So maybe you have some insight here about what they're doing. Kyle Pitts does not play this game. He misses through injury. Drake London runs a route on 60% of Mariota's pass attempts. Why is that not 100%? Why are you having any pass plays without Drake London on the field when you're the I, Atlanta Falcons? I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, we have to 
there there has to be some level of credit given to the uh, offensive play callers and what they're doing. But in some regard, um, we're seeing we're seeing teams who are able to put players, whether they're young players or older players, doesn't matter, in the in the most optimal position for them to be successful. Those teams and players are productive, and those teams are are generally at this point playing pretty well. And then there are teams that don't do that. Um, hey, you have Kyle Pitts. He's like a Lamborghini. Yet you have him like, you know, he's got a hitch tied to the ass end there, and he's pulling out trees. What are you doing? You know, if you want to do that, you should have drafted a truck. Yeah, all Kyle truck nuts pits, apparently. Like, yeah, like, and <laughs> and if it's Drake London, you should be really utilizing him on the boundary. Um, he's an incredible route runner. He's a much better route runner than than I think people thought, including myself. I thought he would. I thought he would get smothered a little um, at the NFL level, just in his in his in his stride. No, but it hasn't happened. He's he is, Mike he's, Evans and Chris Godwin in one person. He is legit, and yeah. and to to not really make much of an attempt to get him the ball, especially with Pitts out, it's confusing. It's really confusing. Well, they did have to throw the ball to Kaderil Hodge, so yeah, like that's always a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the Falcons are garbage. Still should have had a chance to win this game. The Bucks are frauds because they let the Falcons get back in this game and really got bailed out towards towards the end. Next game, Steelers 3 at the Bills 38. Holy shit, Josh Allen. Yeah. My yeah. God. My God. 20 of 31 for 424 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I even write down his rushing numbers. I'm sure they were good. Um, Cleve, Gabe Davis is healthy again. Three catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. And Scott, fifth-round rookie Khalil Shakir, three catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me a bit. Shakir was really, really good. Uh, I thought there would be an opportunity for him to be a number two, number three early in his career. And I think he will, he will ascend to be their number two. I know, I know everybody likes Gabe Davis, but I think Shakir will end up being their number two receiver with Gabe Davis as a, as a vertical option really only. So I don't think that's uh, a Gabe Davis uh, tweet. That's a Stefan Diggs tweet, right? Cause yes. he's at 29. So two yes. years from now, it could be Davis and Shakir, right? Yeah, Shakir's really good. He is a really good route runner. He's big. He's fast. Um, you know, uh, you know. I just I don't think there's going to be a ton of targets his way, but he doesn't. Not, he does not look out. You know, out of the part. He looks. He looks really good. He's a good player. Uh, Cleve, what did you think of uh, Kenny Pickett in this almost impossible situation? I mean, <clears throat> he's a rookie. He's got he's got to take his lumps. Unfortunately. Um, this, this is live fire. This is not that practicing against the twos or whatever. This is live fire. This is football. Um, and I agree with Thomas assessment is like, Hey, you know what? He's, he's got to play. Cause they ain't go. They not going back to Mitch. You would hope not. Yeah. No. They're not going I, back. I mean, unless this kid gets hurt, you know, Tom is going to probably have to go to Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, the, the Mitch train is sailed. It's over. 
Yep. What did you guys think of his late game? Um, uh, you know, showing some fire, the way the pushing Shaq Lawson. Oh yeah, when when he put them tiny ass hands on Shaq Lawson. I mean, the tiny would, the baby hands. <laughs> I give him I give him the balls effort for it because the guy did like rolled up on him, like rolled up on his leg. Mm-hmm. I get it. It didn't seem it didn't seem malicious to me, but. I get where he, you know, I get where he was. And, and again, yeah, show some fight, you know? Yeah. You're getting your asses yeah. kicked anyway. <laughs> show some fight. And you I'll know, the you, fans in Pittsburgh are loving that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, if the Penguins are anything to, to go by, they love seeing their team get their ass kicked in fights. Um, <laughs> and uh, then not, whining about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, hockey is back tonight, everybody. We got yeah. the Rangers and Lightning going on uh, over the screen here. Cleve, the Steelers, down 24-3, to attempted a field goal from inside the 10-yard line at the end of the first half. The dumbest thing ever. Cleve, my question for you is... Sorry. How... How... Bad? Would you want to be fired to kick a field goal there? The Carolina job's opening up. <laughs> so, Cleve, Cleve, if you played, if you played for the Steelers, and you played that half, and you're down that, you know, that score, and you and your coach decides we're going to be as passive as we can possibly be, and we're just going to kick a field goal when we're inside the ten, wouldn't you be kind of pissed? Like, yeah, no. See, we're right there, to- man. I- that that might be a Jedi mind trick that Tomlin sent him a message to the team like you guys are a bunch of, you know, a bunch of softies, whatever. Maybe, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're telling like you're telling us like we're not good enough to be on this field. Like we're 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 Pretty gonna much. get beat bad. Yeah, we're gonna get beat yeah. bad. Yeah. Anyways, they missed the field goal, so there was some justice, and uh, it, Mike Tomlin's time has come. I think. Uh, I mean, first first losing season in forever. Um, I I I don't know if they're gonna tar and feather the guy. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's time. It's time. Well, that's a tar and feather him. You just fire him. You know, <laughs> that, that, okay. he, he would not be out of job long. Yeah, he didn't no, give no. military intelligence to the to the crown. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> tar and feather him. We just gotta, you know, um, uh, yeah. Oh, can we tar and feather Elon Musk then? If you betray the country in a time of war, is that is that how that works? I don't know. I, I think we, we, we can talk about it. Let's talk about it. Cleve, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. So I Elon mean, Musk talked directly to Vladimir Putin and then tweeted what he thought the Ukraine peace plan should be. Allegedly. So, allegedly. That yeah. story is nuts, though, because if he's, if he's going verbatim for what Putin told him he needed the concessions to be on the on the Ukrainian side. One, it's insane that he would think that. And two, uh, for Musk to, to then tweet it makes me wonder what else he told him. Like, yeah. uh, it's a bad look optic-wise. Yeah, but what's coming? Like, if you, if, you don't, if you don't accept this, what's coming down the line? Yeah. And it's not good stuff. No, no, it's not. Um. I have not seen mild treason like this since Woody Johnson in the golf course in Scotland. Um, speaking of Woody Johnson, Jets 40, Dolphins 17. Um, Woody Johnson, if any listeners don't know, is uh, from Johnson & Johnson of the less, the lesser vaccine and they own the Jets. Um, and as ambassador to England for Donald vaccine. Trump, 
he tried to he tried to allegedly tried to move the British Open golf tournament from St Andrews, which is a tur- which is of course so old that Mary Queen of Scots played on it, to the <sighs> Trump golf course. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, the Jets. Uh, might not be good at international relations, but they did a good job in this game. They won 40 to 17 over the Dolphins. Most important thing happened early in this game. Teddy Double Vision got knocked out early with a concussion. So Skylar Thompson, the third stringer, comes in. Scott, do you have any like prospect thoughts on Skylar Thompson? So in our little goofy uh um best ball NFL draft, I drafted him late because I did like him a lot coming out of college I, I did I mean I thought he was a I thought he was an adequate player who if if landed in the right spot and given a little bit of time he can play in the NFL he can and I we're already seeing that he had a good camp um I'm not saying he's going to supplant Teddy Bridgewater at all but he's a he is a he is a more than adequate quarterback uh it is a very difficult position to to try to figure out uh for the most part I think a guy like me should probably avoid uh, commenting too much on, on quarterbacks because they're trying to do things, and there's so much at play that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and then trying to make um, rational conclusions about things I don't know and either credit a player or discredit a player seems like flawed process to me. So I don't get involved too heavily in that. All right, Scott's running for Congress. Got it. Cleve. Oh, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Cleve uh, prospect that we do feel safe talking about here, though. Brees Hall in the pre-draft process. I said this dude is Ezekiel Elliott. They're like the exact same prospect profile coming out. 18 carries, 97 yards and a touchdown, two catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. And he got tackled at the one twice. Both times the touchdowns went to Michael Carter. A third time, Zach Wilson ran for a two-yard touchdown. I mean, this dude could have easily been on a five-touchdown day here as well. So, Clay, how excited are you to have this kid on your team? Nah, he's good. He's our um, Al Bundy from Paul Kai. He's our guy. <laughs> uh, even his best days are behind him. Poor guy. <laughs> um. Zach Wilson has gained 14 of 21 for 210 yards. That is 10 yards in attempt. Uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and then the aforementioned two-yard touchdown run. Cleve, what do you think uh, watching Zach Wilson in this game? Were you impressed or were you just kind of anybody could have done it in this situation? Um, I mean, pedestrian stats. But, uh, again, for a guy who hasn't played, he didn't play the first four games of the season. Um, he's still getting his feet under him. So it was, it was a good outing. It's a good outing. Talk to me in like week nine or ten. See what he's doing. Hey, it's an interdivision uh, rival win. Period. Yeah, That's yeah, it. win. And again, like I said earlier, like I'll take it. Although the Dolphins weren't weren't at full strength, but they still sh- took the field. Yeah, they, they took the field. It's a win. It, yeah, it's a win. They took the field. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of taking the field. The Minnesota Vikings took the field at one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. You know what that means? That means Kirk Cousins had a good game, Cleef. Hello, Berber. Hello. <laughs> can't do it. No, I. I mean, all, all I can do, all I can do, is set them up. I can't. Uh, I can't also catch the passes. I can only throw them. Um, which is also true of Justin Fields. <laughs> um, although in this game, Darnell Mooney, uh, Bears twenty-two, Vikings twenty-nine. 
you know, Vikings got out to a big lead. Bears sort of came back a little bit. Did you guys see the one-handed catch by Darnell, Darnell Mooney? Yeah. That's a crazy spin in, like spin around catch. That was nuts. That was insane. And the it Bears is. finally did show some did show some fight in this game. Um Justin Jefferson, 12 catches for 154 yards. Again, looks like they're getting back to force feeding Jefferson. Not gonna spend too much time on that game or the next one here. We've got the Titans 21 at the Commander 17. Carson Wentz throws an interception on the goal line with the chance to win the game. Because that's what Carson Wentz does. After Did you the see game, the play right before he threw the pick? It no. should have been a pick. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have guessed. Are we are I mean we, are we in the bus neighborhood yet with this guy? Oh, like, he's done. We, yeah. We, no, no, no. Okay. We're not in the bus neighborhood. We have like a mansion in the neighborhood with acres. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's he's a bus for sure. After the game, Coach Rivera was asked what needs to improve on the team for the team to start winning. He said quarterback. <laughs> and, he, and he tried to walk him back. <laughs> yeah. No, that was pretty definitive, Coach. Yep. That was uh we're good. Yeah, that was that was not a word Mac salad. That was pretty that was pretty straightforward. We got we got that. Um Derrick Henry, 28 carries, 102 yards and two touchdowns, but also two catches for 30 yards. Very important for fantasy purposes. If Derrick Henry's gonna be getting four to five targets a game, he is much more viable if the offense isn't that great. And as I mentioned before, the Titans have to be favored in this division again over the Jags, which sucks. I hope that flips again because I really want the Jags to make the playoffs. All right. Yeah. Scott, the game I know you've been wanting to talk about. Your beloved Seahawks 32 at the Saints 39. So, Scott, my first question is this. The Saints scored 39 points but managed to beat Geno Smith. Now, last week the, last week the <laughs> Lions scored 45, and you said that losing was understandable because Tracy uh-huh. Walker was out. So I um, want to know how the Saints scored 39, only scored 39 and managed to win this game. Well, um, I think the opponent scored fewer points than they did. And at the end of the game, when the clock went to zeros, they had more points than the Seahawks did. Well, you try to play good. You go out there, play good. You, you, know, you try to do the best you can to play good. I think you play pretty good out there. <laughs> you know I, don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I was surprised that the Saints put up as many points as they did because I thought it would be Andy Dalton problems, but they kind of took the ball away from him. Like, hey, we're in important parts of the field. We're in the red zone. You're off the field, buddy. Uh, I, like, I would say they took the ball away from Andy Dalton. Cleve, do you know Taysom Hill's stat line in this game? No, nah, it's probably ridiculous because all the highlights I saw, he was running wild. <laughs> one pass, one completion, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Nine carries for 112 yards and three touchdowns, and and he recovered a fumble on special teams. He had a day. Down yeah. yeah. So that's uh that's pretty that's pretty fantastic. Uh, ben, if you're still listening, prepare to get excited. Rashad Penny broke his leg. That's not what to be excited about. That sucks for him. I feel really bad. Broke his fibula out for the season again. That's awful. But it is Ken Walker the third time. And he ripped yes. off that sixty, that very nice sixty-nine yard touchdown in this game, and you saw that explosion, right? Like you didn't see from Eckler. There, there, nobody was catching him. No, no, and he very quickly, very quickly, he he becomes very important to that offense and very fantasy relevant uh, immediately. But that offense is going nowhere. 
It just isn't. That is a really good offense. And it's not something I saw coming at all. Well, no, I predict they'd have the first overall pick, so I didn't see it coming either. I thought, I mean, I'm with you, Dave. I thought, I thought this would be Pete Carroll's last year and they would be, they would be picking in the top five. Um, I didn't think Geno Smith was going to do this at all. So whatever it's worth, you know, I mean, he's, he's playing, he's playing, Geno Smith is playing great. He really is. Yep. 16 to 25, 268 yards, three touchdowns for Geno. And he is firmly in the MVP conversation right now. Now he's not going to be anywhere near it at the, at the end. But through five weeks, he is in the conversation. I mean, he can't touch Josh Allen right now, but he's no, you know, in and around there, which for him is amazing. Um, is he a top five quarterback in the NFL right now through five weeks? Statistically, yes. And yeah. he threw some dimes in this game too. I mean, oh, he yeah. he dropped in some rainbow shots to Tyler Lockett in this game. He really, he really is playing really, really well right now. Uh, yeah. Lockett five catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. Metcalf five for 88 and one. So both wide receivers who fell in drafts in the offseason because people were like, there's not going to be any volume. This team isn't going to score. So like Metcalf and Lockett have crazy advance rates in best ball right now because they were so valuable because they're so talented and you could get them super, super late. And nobody's taking DJ Moore over DK Metcalf. Couldn't have been me. Um, uh, Cleve. <laughs> The Seahawks, you know, we're going to talk about the Rams struggling. We're going to talk about the Cardinals struggling. And we already know about Jimmy G. Can the Seahawks actually win this division, Cleef? I mean, if Geno's playing like that, I don't see why not. The shoe's going to drop. The shoe's going to drop. But he's having having himself a go. Like, he's he's playing for his spot next year. Yep. Uh Speaking of the 49ers, Jimmy G, 49ers 37, Panthers 15, 49ers are the 49ers. They're literally the same thing every single game. Uh, but the thing got news out of this is that Matt Rule is fired. He is the first coach to be fired. We thought this might be the case. Cleo, are you shocked at all? Nope. Uh, I thought it was going to be someone else. But um, we. I think you had you and Scott had smart money on Rule being the first guy yep. to, to get it. Yeah, I got him. Um, I got him at eight to one in the off season. So, yeah, and and I'm, you know, I'm always. Uh, it is occupational hazard. I mean, this is the job that you chose. Uh, I just know that um, when these guys get get canned, it's not just them. It's the, all the families that are attached, all the assistant coaches, and all those guys that got to, you know, that pretty much get outed too. Yeah. Um, is is it Steve Wilkes, the the old yep, yeah. Cardinals coach, yeah. stepping up? Yep. Um, and they owe him like north of like forty million dollars, right? Yeah, they have to pay him forty million dollars. Jesus, that's how bad that was that that you're willing to part with that money to say you can't be in this. Building I think anymore. he's getting a, a like an eight hundred and forty thousand dollar check every month for the next four years. God, that's good think work. About if you that. could get it. That's that's good work if you could get it. That's pretty good work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Whew. Don is done with the Lions, by the way. Coach, Coach kneecaps. I want him gone by Thanksgiving. Boy, it really rolled over uh, quickly on him, didn't it? Yeah. Because three weeks ago, he was like, he was the guy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't, I do not want to see Coach Kneecaps fired uh, uh, this year. I will give him until Thanksgiving, twenty twenty three. But it, yeah, it's it's going it's going pretty bad for him. Uh, for the Panthers, Baker was in a walking boot after this game. He's out for at least a couple weeks. Means P.J. Walker will be playing because Sam Donald is not ready to play yet. Um, 
and really that's it. I mean, I don't think any of these changes really help CMC that much statistically. I don't think it helps DJ Moore all that much statistically. Maybe they do trade them. Scott earlier in the show mentioned DJ Moore to Green Bay would be a good fit. What about fit. CMC to Buffalo? There's yeah. rumblings of that. Yeah, fire sale. I don't know how that really helps Buffalo, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, it does, because he becomes the slot receiver, too. Yeah, was, So he takes over that. a lot yeah. of the Crowder, McKenzie, yeah. Shakir, yeah. as exactly. well as the running back. You exactly. can put him on the field with Singletary as well. Like, yeah, I Christian McCaffrey helps anybody. Way. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, he becomes, he becomes uh, Devin Singletary and Cole Beasley all rolled together, but he is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, he helps. He'd help anybody. He's he's pretty talented. He'd, he'd help uh, well, I, Yes, I know. It just It's just – is you know with buffalo it's just going to be how do we limit because it feels like it's kansas city and buffalo kind of at the end in the afc and uh, you know how do you limit kansas city from scoring and one of the ways you can do it is uh, holding onto the ball on offense as long as you can yep uh, you know sucking the air out of the ball and just refusing to give them possessions but mccaffrey's not helping you do that if anything he's, he's He's a pace player where you need to you need to keep him rolling. But except I completely disagree with you. I think you beat Kansas City by scoring more points than them. And the reason most teams can't beat Kansas City is because they can't do that. And Buffalo is one of the few that can. Yes. Buffalo can. could be like Mahomes can get forty nine, we'll get fifty two. It would right. be a fun watch. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Titans aren't saying that. <laughs> right. The Titans gotta hold the ball to beat Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, Bills Chiefs would be a fun watch. I wonder if that's happening anytime soon. All right, uh, it's happening this week because everybody didn't know. So okay, mm-hmm. um, so Eagles twenty, Cardinals seventeen. My goodness, um, Philly did not play well in this spot. This was a tough spot. There's a lot of sharp money on on Arizona in this game, but still they came away with the win. Cleve, did you see that last possession of this game and how this game ended up turning out the mm-hmm. way that it did? No, unfortunately, like I said, I was in class, so yep. I caught highlights. So what happened is that it was um, second down, clock's running out, no timeouts, Arizona is in marginal field goal range, you know, 42-yard field goal, something like that, nothing insane. So clock's running down, Kyler needs a first down, right? He slides about two yards short of the sticks, makes it third down, panics, because the clock, because uh, he, well, he thinks he had the first down. So he then runs over to clock the ball, thinking it's the first down, but it's like 32, clocks it on third down. So now it's fourth down. Field goal needed to tie the game. So they tried the like 43 yard field goal, and Matt Prater's hurt. It was Matt, it was Matt Amendola um, comes in, misses wide right, of course. Philly wins mm-hmm. the game. Uh, Scott, I mean, how much of that is on Kyler? How much of that is on the coach? Um, I mean, I think there's, there are, uh, issues all the way around, but I, to me, it's Ky- Kyler's got the ball in his hands. He knows where the first down marker is. He slides short. I don't know why, uh, there were, there was about 30 seconds on the clock still, right? Yeah. Something like that. Something like yeah, that. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was the final play, no matter what happened and it, none of it mattered anyway. Um, he slid short, which was really weird, like poor just very poor situational awareness and then gets up and even worse clocks the ball. Like that's the, what are that's you doing? the egregious part. Like the slide, yeah. you could blame the slide on his height. I mean, I'm just being funny. Sure. 
he's but he, know, he had he, space. He, he could he could have just got the first down, then slid. He just slid yeah, way too soon. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. to but you said the panic the panic comes in where you spike the ball, but you just gave up a down. Yes, and now you have to kick it. Yeah, now yeah. So that's so, where that's that's where it's on it's on Kyler. That's where it's on him. And it was I want to say it ended up being like a forty three yard field goal, but they could have got another seven, eight, nine yards easily. They could have. Uh, Thirty in the seconds. Yeah. Seconds, yeah, they yeah, could have easily had got that. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just the situational awareness, and and then you know going back to the contract that they gave him and telling him he needed to be you know studying and this kind of stuff, and it's just it was bad. It was bad look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his uh his squad's gonna be unhappy with the way that game ended. Um, which one? okay, the Call of Duty guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what squad am I talking about here? Uh. <laughs> Uh, Philly is now five and zero. Cleve, have you bet Philly to go to the Super Bowl yet? Nope, <laughs> dude. If they if they go, I'm gonna hang myself on this show live. <laughs> don't do that. Listen, <laughs> it's good for ratings. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> it's good um, for ratings. Uh, speaking of good for ratings, uh, if you're watching us live right now, thank you. We appreciate everybody who watches. If you could do me a favor, click the like button on YouTube. It really, really does make a big difference. Um, and my reading about their algorithm and whatnot. Likes on videos does help, helps push it all that. So if you're watching right now, please like the video. Appreciate that. Something that is not to like, Cowboys 22, Rams 10. The Rams offense is completely is completely broken. Just just absolutely, absolutely <laughs> broken. Um, so, I mean, like, I'm sorry to get back to my notes here. The OL can't pass block. Stafford is grimacing after every hit. He's guaranteed to miss time coming up, which means John Wofford will be getting starts, right? Allen Robinson is running in quicksand. And honestly, if Cam Akers were still playing with the torn Achilles, would we notice any difference in efficiency? No. I mean, Everything about this team on offense is terrible, except except Cooper Cup. Like, yeah. and then when Wofford comes in, Cup is probably going to fall off a cliff too. So, the Rams. It's good. I, if, the Lions fans need to be understanding that this is not bad. I mean, you're holding right now. I think they have the 13th pick. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, we we'd love for it to fall off for for the Rams. Just completely crater. Yeah. Get into that top seven. That'd be <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah. The other side of this little cleave. We've got um, uh, the Cowboys, championship-level defense, Dak probably coming back next week. But the Cowboys mm-hmm. are 4-1. and one. Should they stick with Cooper Rush, or does Dak need to come back? I think they should stick with the hot hand. You know me. Like, I – um, uh, Dak's missed significant time, and this offense yeah. is yelling around, you know, Cooper. Uh, they're winning – you know, they're winning. They, they've bought in. Uh, if Dak can buy himself another two weeks or so, maybe that. But again, you know, if he comes back too soon, he, he can't get a good spiral on that ball. They're going to be calling for his head. When is Dallas's buy? Well, they played the Eagles this week. Then they played the Lions the week after that. So that's kind of a buy. Um, but I think that's their the actual game. buys a little that's bit, a little bit later. That's the game you you, you come back in and, and and hone and hone your chops, right? No, no, you come back this week if he's able. Got the Eagles Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, but that's for the that's for the butts in the seats. Like you're, showing, <laughs> you're showing up against a pretty good defense, and uh, you haven't played football in five weeks. 
Timing Listen, might, if, 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 Coop, if Cooper Rush gets to play against the Aaron Glenn Lions defense, Cooper Rush will keep this job because he'll throw for 500 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, if, if he beats them, yeah, they're, yeah, his locker is being set up right next to Dax. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that Dak needs to, needs to come back for sure. But I think that the Cowboys really should extend Cooper Rush and make him like their backup for sure. Like seven years, I don't know, three mil a year or something like that. Stay in here, hold a clipboard. If we need you, we got you sort of thing. Like just give him, lock him up, keep him there. Fans love him. Just keep him there ready, uh, ready to go. (laughs) So, but the problem there is what happens when Dak struggles and struggles do come, they will struggle at times. Um, uh, is he going to be able to tolerate the fans calling for him to be benched? Yeah, because some, some quarterbacks can't. Cooper, Cooper, that's that. We're going to hear that shit, dude. We're going to hear that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's four and zero. You know, uh, damn, they're mistake free. Damn, they're mistake free. Four and zero. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tricky situation that that maybe shouldn't be, but it is. You know, I mean, Dak should be good with. Uh, yeah, this guy played really well when I was out, and next time I go out, they would expect him to play to play really well. Uh, you know, I mean, Dak's been kind of banged up the last two years. He he just has. Did y'all see that Tony Pollard run? Yeah, car length, car length. Like he had car lengths on guys. Like he was a car yes. length, <laughs> and he he dribbled Nick Scott's head like a basketball <laughs> on that stiff arm too. I was like. Man, Derrick Henry lost a lot of weight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think more carries for Tony Pollard should be here because Zeke was looking a little fullback-ish for real in this game. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, more for Tony Pollard. All right, Sunday night game. Bengals 17 at the Ravens 19. Another game theory situation here. So, last week, the Ravens and the uh, bills were tied. John Harbaugh chose not to take the points and go for the touchdown at like fourth and goal from the three yard line at the end of the game. This week, with about seven minutes left in the in the fourth, he decided to kick a short field goal to make the game sixteen to ten. Right, without seven minutes to go. So Chris Collinsworth, who I think is on the side of making good analytical decisions, but not on the side of clear, concise communication. Kept saying things like, <laughs> like now the fans will yell at him for making the opposite decision in the same situation if it doesn't work out. And this is the point I want to make. It's not the same situation. It's not the same situation. There's seven minutes to go. He can anticipate yeah. getting the ball back. So we're going, getting up 16 to 10 means if the Bills score a touchdown, you can still win with a field goal. Or uh, whoever the, the Bengals. When they're playing the Bills – once the ball went back to Josh Allen, that was going to be it. So he wanted the yeah. touchdown. So when Josh Allen got the ball, if they scored, they could go to overtime. This was not the same situation. So I do not understand. Uh, e is a big Ravens fan here. And Tucker, we trust. Man, no, no kid in there. This is not the same situation at all. And I'm sick of, like, mostly boomers on television trying to talk through these decisions and getting it completely, completely wrong. He was right that they should have kicked the field goal there, 
But he's saying, oh, this is the same situation if it doesn't work out and the fans and all this. And it's like, just say what the mathematically correct thing to do was and just state that. So that was making me a, a, a little a little crazy. And I would just love to get somebody with like a quarter of a brain in these booths as well. Like Collinsworth is fine for what he does, but he doesn't think like this. Like he was busy, like, I don't know, losing to Joe Montana in Super Bowls. Like this dude's like 90 years old, right? We need somebody who's like a 14-year-old who plays nothing but Madden in the booth. Like they have like the referee experts. They need an analytics expert they can turn to in real time and be like, this decision, what's the math? What should we do here? Cleve, thoughts? I agree with you. Um, it, what did what did Hackett uh, in Denver? He hired like a special assistant or something like that to tell him that, tell him like, yes. hey, this is a good spot to do this. Maybe yeah. uh, Harbaugh needs that. He, the no, Harbaugh are, doesn't need it. Harbaugh yeah. keeps doing it right. Yeah, Collins fans, needs it. Yeah, the fans are the fans are you know the fans are the fans. You know, and Collins were he owns PFF. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, I mean, he does. Not not go. reading not reading his uh not reading his uh, his own material apparently, um, he's no wonder he doesn't feel need to prep for his shows at least mathematically. I actually think Collinsworth is okay as an announcer. I'm not trying to come down too hard here, but it's pretty annoying when like I have to deal with these fans anyways, going on and on about analytics on my Twitter, and now all of a sudden I got Collinsworth being like, "This is the same situation as last week." Uh, Ravens won the game. They finally won a game at home. They finally won a close game. It's been it's been a little while. Um, Scott T. Higgins hurt his ankle in this game, hardly played. Despite that, Jamar Chase only had seven catches for 50 yards. That's not going to get done for the Bengals, is it? No, no. And and uh, I don't know if anybody's paying attention to what's happening in the Cincinnati backfield, but there are uh, Joe Mixon has a specific tell when they're running as opposed to when they're throwing. Um and it's basically the way he stands pre-snap, and if he if he stands and he's bent over, it's a it's a pass. And mm. if he's if he's in his in his stance and he stands straight up, it's a run. And it's like, there you go. People are going to be talking about this if they're not already talking about it. But he's giving it away, and it makes me wonder, like, um, what's happening with the coaching? Because that's something that's easy to spot. Well, like, what's what's funny about that? is I have a note here about the Bengals coaching. Uh-oh. Quote, I mean, quoting myself, uh, Bengals should also fire their coach, but he has Super Bowl currency, so they are stuck with him for a while. Mm-hmm. He is not good. No. <laughs> he He's not good, but and he's got wasted- clean Super Bowl currency. So, And they wasted money on the offensive line. They wasted that money. Yeah, Lael Collins is uh, is struggling here. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, Last game game here. We've got the Raiders 29 at the Chiefs 30. The Raiders were up 17 to nothing in the second quarter, lost the game. Cleve, Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns. Go Polkai. (laughs) (laughs) So, quick story. I, I was two fantasy games were happening in our house last night. My youngest was in a league where he was up like 33 points and he had Clyde Edwards Hilaire going against Kelsey, right? And he had he had already talked about it's gonna be tough for him to come back or whatever. So 
the game kicks off, and I'm in another league myself where I need Darren. I need 20 yards from Darren, Darren Waller for a win. So Darren Waller five snaps, and Joey is just he is just busting my balls on the couch. Oh, you know who th- that pass was to, Dad? Not Darren Waller. Well, guess what ended up happening, Joey? Joey lost by a point. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, it's real. It's a real thing, man. Yeah. Uh, wow. I like I, I like how Scott's being nice and not mentioning that he and I played each other in our league this week and he beat me by a hundred points. Damn. Yeah, but I, I don't know that that's a this, it's a weird league. Um, but yeah, I beat Dave by a hundred points. Pretty yeah, cool. just 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 take the W and you can get it there, Scott. Yeah, um, win. W. yeah. You also you also um got the uh, got the dollar from the dollar for me for for last week. So. Um, what did we bet? Uh, we bet we bet the Seahawks over under twenty three and a half points. Yeah, that's what you guys bet. Yeah, so you needed you needed like two perfect dimes from Geno Smith to get there, but at this point, that's not an outlier. So that's just a that's just a fair bet. So in this game as well, uh, Cleve, we had another game theory situation here. The Chiefs scored a touchdown to go up thirty to twenty three. And they went for two to go up by nine instead of kicking the extra point to go up by eight. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that decision? I mean, how I much time was left? Nine minutes, fourth quarter, something. No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that. So I think it's a close decision mathematically because going up by two make nine makes it for sure two scores that you need to have, um, and. If it's close mathematically and you have Patrick Mahomes, it's probably tipped towards using Mahomes mm-hmm. uh and going and going for the going for the two there. So I do like going for the two. But when they did it again, I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a decent thing to think through. So, but what I've noticed is that like John Harbaugh, Brandon Staley, and Andy Reid are probably thinking through this, these decisions, like they're probably practicing them. They probably like have meetings with people and they go over them. And like Nathaniel Hackett. It's probably just guessing when the situation comes up. Be my guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. In that scenario, though, I, I don't. You, I mean, sometimes being too aggressive is not great. Kick the extra point. You're up eight. No, no. Go for two. Do you go for two? Uh, yeah. It's it's very close. It's very close, but slightly go for two. But with Mahomes, you go for two for sure because. Needing them needing to score twice is worth so much when you can still yeah. score easily as well. Yeah, right. That's true. Like if you had a bad offense, you'd be more likely to go up by eight because you'd be like, "We're not going to score again." Like this is so lucky. Yeah. But when you have Mahomes, like we'll get even more points going forward, so we can afford to take this take this risk. Uh, Cleve, last thing on this game, I promise. After the game, Devontae Adams shoved a cameraman. That was fucked up. <laughs> that was yeah. Like I was this guy. This, oh, he's probably going to get a stiff fine. I don't think it warrants a suspension, but the guys also filed a police report. I, I yeah. read that somewhere. I, would I mean, say so. I mean, it didn't look like... First, I thought the guy put the camera in... I mean, could put the mic or whatever in his face, but he was clearly coming off the field. He was hot, you know, about yeah. him him running into Renfro or whatever happened. But um, he it's not that guy's fault. The guy's there working. 
You right. Push the guy to the ground. I, I would have went for my neck, and I'm like, I'm fucked up. Like you're gonna pay me. Give me a check. Like I, I, I would have fell out, bro, and just like went full like Jesus piece on him. Like you're slumbering. Stretcher, please. Defensing pose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Cleve, Cleve, start up gang signs, and he's got stigmata. Like somehow, all at the same yeah. time. Nah, in in all so seriousness, there's a couple of angles of that, and it's like depending on what angle you look at, it looks it looks very different. Um, the one that's really up close, where you you're, it's like you're walking next to Devonte Adams. It it looks like this dude just appears out of nowhere and 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 almost surprises him. Like he's not there. We're walking, and the next you know he's right there. But then there's the big overhead view where you yeah. see it and you think that yeah, looks nah, bad. Yeah, yeah. He he so made check he, him he out. Made, he made eye contact with the guy and whatever the guy he thought might have said or what he he wasn't there for to talk. He was like, "Get yeah. out of my way." He's like, "Get out of my yeah. way." And you know, like I said, I I um I don't think that's um that's cool at all. Um, but I, again, when you're when you're coming off the field and you're hot. I mean, he was. I think he tossed his helmet or threw his helmet down, stamped his helmet. He was pissed off. He yeah. was pissed off, and I, I get it. But um, he he's gonna get a stiff fine. I'm I'm probably thinking like, you know, 25, 25 G's, maybe even fifty. Well, whatever. What's the uh the most What's the highest fine that the the NFL can give him? Because that's that's what's coming. Well, we reason you're right, Scott, is because it's also a primetime game. If this was like a in the Sunday night, I mean, in the uh in the in the cavalcade of games on 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 red zone, whatever. Yeah. This is a featured game, and yeah. that's the the last thing you see coming off the field is that. Yeah, it's ugly. It is yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, and I'm glad the guy filed a police report too. Just, I mean, but yeah, yeah just some coins. Yeah, bit. yeah, like he should leverage this for uh for that. No, what's funny is so I work at hotels. I was talking to somebody at security for the hotel. Um. And I was like, he's he's a young kid too, 21, something like that. So I'm talking to him. And I was like, you know, Devontae Adams can't like, that dude's working. Like Devontae Adams can't come in here and push yeah. me. Yeah. And my boy, my boy was like, Man, I'd have to fight Devontae Adams. I don't want to fight De- Devontae Adams. I would have laid, I would have laid out. I would have laid out, bro. I would have laid, I would have yep. laid there motionless. So yep. I could get. All right, so we're about Ow, my we're, neck. Exactly. So we're yeah. uh, we're we're about we're about to get out of here. I uh, just want to touch on a couple games for next week. Cleve the Thursday night game, Commanders at Bears. I won't be watching that. I'll be rearranging <laughs> my sock drawer, bro, in alphabetical <laughs> order. Um, <laughs> just quickly scanning through here, nothing too great. Bengals at Saints could be interesting. Uh, your Jets are at the Packers. Could finally put the nail in the coffin of the Packers. But the big one, uh, actually, I'm going to skip ahead. Sunday night, Cowboys, Eagles, is Dak back. We touched on that a little bit. Monday night, Cleve, Chargers host the Broncos. <laughs> we get Nathaniel Hackett of Russ, prime time once again. Um, but the uh, but the big time, the the big time game, 4:25 p.m. Bills at Chiefs rematch of that crazy divisional game last year. I'll still have Red Zone on because I figure Red Zone will feature this one. But if one game could get me to turn off Red Zone and just watch it, it would be this one. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Scott, anything before we get out of here? No. Good to go. Cleve. Nah, man, I'm good. It was, a, it was a shit week, but we got some good headlines out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, once again, if you're listening on the audio uh, podcast, thank you. Hello. 
we are also a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. Subscribe to the page. Get notifications to go live. Uh, everybody watching live, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, the show is, is a lot more fun when we can interact with the chat, see all you guys out there. So happy for that, for all international listeners, now that we're three Mr. Worldwides over here. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're glad to have you. Feel free to get us on Twitter. There's a link to the Twitter as well in the show notes. Um, we should you know, travel. We should travel and do a show in each of these places. In each of these places when I do a live yes. show from Malawi? We can do that. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> that would actually be kind hey, of fun. Ma- hey, Matty Ice. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a bill coming. <laughs> it's a bill coming. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, last thing Just for me. Thought. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's a great idea. Uh, last thing for me. Tennessee is going to beat Alabama this weekend. All right, everybody. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>